part of this you just don't get, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about profit. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Got it. Hello and welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour, your podcast to encourage, support, and uplift you on your journey through womanhood. I'm your host and women's empowerment specialist, Kelly Hickey. I'm also the director and of Strong Women Co. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more daily motivational and inspirational posts. And if you are looking for a supportive online community, uh, you can go to the Facebook page for Strong Women Co. and look under groups and you can join. You can ask to join the Strong Women Co. tribe community. And uh, that is a beautiful community. Uh, women are kind of just trickling in uh, all the time. Uh, sometimes they're finding us just through our posts and then other times they're being invited. But this is a strong, beautiful online community, the Strong Women Co. Tribe. Uh, you should check it out because no woman is an island. Um, I have a podcast topic for you today that goes hand in hand with uh, some of the things in our 28-day self-love program. We're eight days into that and oh my goodness, the shifts that I I can feel happening. Um, we have uh, 25 women from across Canada and in the U.S. who are, have come together in this beautiful online group and this online program and and there's so many different pieces coming together i'm seeing so many women step up into their self-love and develop their self-love the first week as i mentioned in the last podcast was all about becoming your inner own you know inner cheerleader and increasing your own positive self-talk and this week week two uh is where my head's been all week and it's all about self-compassion self-acceptance and self-forgiveness and allowing for those developments in that process processing so that you can go deeper and, and more sincere and more authentically into your self-love. So today's topic podcast, we're going to talk about self-compassion, self-acceptance, self-forgiveness, and a really phenomenal, hugely kind of groundbreaking topic of mothering the self. We'll get into that uh, in a moment. I'm super excited to talk to you about it. Uh, it. There was a lot of women in our group this week who responded well um, to the different worksheets around the self-acceptance and self-forgiveness and all of that. And and um, I, I know a lot of us are working to get to a place of better acceptance of our whole selves. And it is our honor to help you along in that path because it is a really huge part of honoring who you are. It's a huge part of self-love and it's a huge part of your birthright to be happy and whole as you are right now. <laughs> not not in any other circumstances. So before we get into uh, the topic of today's show, let's take our usual three breaths. So wherever you are, just trying to gather yourself, we'll do it nice and quickly. Um, so if you are sitting down and you can close your eyes, do so. Let's, even if you're, you're driving, lying down, whatever, let's keep that spine nice and straight like there's an invisible thread pulling at the top of your head. Let's relax our jaw. Relax the space between our eyes. Let's just breathe nice and easy for a moment. As we just bring all of ourselves that may have been strewn about throughout the day, we'll just collect all of ourselves in a nice, beautiful, condensed, 
package of our body, our vessel. Bring it all in, nice and easy breaths, natural rhythm. And when we're all consciously gathered up, we're going to slowly breathe in through our nose and hold. Let's do that again. Sitting nice and tall, breathing in through the nose, nice and slow. Hold at the top. And then let it out with a sigh. <sighs> now let's breathe normally for just a few moments. Because this next third breath, I want you to Breathe as much oxygen and air into your lungs as possible. Just breathing normally for a moment. Let's bring our chest to the sky, shoulders away from your ears. Nice big breath, breathing in all the air you can into those beautiful lungs of yours. a good one. <laughs> Could you tell? <sighs> I feel better now. All right. On to the topic of the show. Beautiful, amazing, critical self-forgiveness, self-compassion, self-acceptance. Let's do this. <laughs> You guys are in for a treat today uh, because just for listening to our podcast, you are going to be getting all kinds of awesome information that is in our 28 days self-love online program. And you guys uh, get it for free. Um, of course, you know, this is only one part of the self-love program, but this is so kind of universal and helpful um, that I just wanted this kind of information to get out and to be shared even if we're just planting seeds I see myself as that as like kind of like a farmer or a gardener where I go I just plant seeds and then I you know tend to the seeds a little bit see how they're doing but mostly you kind of just plant them and then see how they go uh, so when we're talking about self-compassion I always think of what the Dalai Lama says about self-compassion. He says that compassion is incomplete if it does not include the self. And I think there's so much truth to that. Uh, I think that it's easy to give compassion to other people. Um, and it's, it's harder to give it to ourselves because we are much harder on ourselves than others uh, usually. Um, before I dive into the self-compassion as a topic, I just want to talk about self-acceptance and self-forgiveness uh, just a little bit. In the uh, self-love program uh, week two questions and journal prompts, I did we did specific things on self-acceptance. So we asked questions like, what are the things that you could accept about yourself to bring you peace? And what has been in the way of your own self-acceptance? And these are really important 
questions to ask yourself. Maybe you've never even thought about them, you know, like what's in the way of your own self-acceptance and just accepting everything as you are right now. Uh, But have you thought about the peace that that could bring if you were to uh, practice self-acceptance and uh, then of course with it self-forgiveness so you forgive yourself you know you can forgive yourself for any any and all blocks and everything that everything happens in perfect time Um, you can forgive yourself for not accepting yourself this is this is the this is the um, uh, snake eating its own tail that I I deal with with uh, a lot of my clients is They'll be hard on themselves for not loving themselves or hard on themselves for not accepting themselves. And, and it's like, you know, oh, girl, like, you know, you don't need to feed, put gasoline on that fire. You know, you, let's just accept everything as it is right now. And of course, uh, that's easier said than done, I know. But let's plant those seeds of being easy on yourself for not accepting yourself completely and wholly in this moment because there are reasons, right? Like there are reasons why, um you have been taught and have learned uh, that there's things that are wrong with you, supposedly, you know, there are reasons that, you know, you you feel like uh, you aren't or shouldn't be completely forgiven, you know. Um, But of course, you deserve forgiveness, you deserve the peace of self acceptance, you deserve to let the old pains go so that the new beautiful life that is waiting for you can come rushing on in. And so when we talk about self acceptance is Accepting who you are as a whole entity. That includes all of uh, your supposed shortcomings. That includes all of your negative talk. Like just, just accept everything of who you are as as an experience, as a as a as a function of all of your experiences up until now. And truth is, depending on your belief system, maybe even things happened before you were born, right? So, but just accept everything as it is now. Take a breath. Can you imagine just like accepting just as you are not thinking that you have to change or, or be different? And I think yeah, a lot of the knee jerk reaction too that comes up when talking about self-acceptance and some women would be like, well, that means that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't have to change. And it's like, that's not true. Like, like you can, you can accept who you are and still want to go for self-improvement right but self-improvement um meaning you know especially if it's heart driven doesn't mean you can't accept yourself as you are right now in this moment in fact your self-improvement journey is going to be that much stronger if you just kind of just accept everything that's at your feet and accept how you feel and accept what's going on with you and it's just it's just a full exception acceptance is is so peaceful and then the next layer of course is then self-forgiveness and have you thought about what you need to forgive yourself for? What would it like to f- completely forgive yourself? What would it feel like? And can you find it in your beautiful heart to forgive yourself? It's, it's very interesting working with clients like I do. Um, we, forgiveness comes up a fair amount, as you can imagine. And uh, dealing with uh, the women I have, there's been various levels of um, uh, trauma and stress and uh, pain and, and hurt. And I think that, you know, forgiveness is a real, it's a tool, it's a healing, it's a, it's a gift you give yourself. Um, and again, just like, you know, a self-acceptance and self-compassion, I think it can be easier to move outwards than inwards. It is also my experience that um, when it comes to forgiveness, often people can forgive their abusers 
um, if they were abused uh, faster than, and easier than they can even give themselves for being ab- abused, you know? And when you say that out loud, you can start to think like, wow, like why are we always throwing ourselves under the bus, right? And why are we wanting to put everyone else up on pedestals and support and love them and while we chastise and criticize and judge ourselves? And it's just not a sustainable system. It's not one that helps us live our best lives. Self-forgiveness is, is one of the gifts that you can give yourself because I can guarantee you, you did the best you could with the tools you had at the time, right? Like, you know this, whatever you still kind of got in the back of your head. And, and you know, if, if you are a woman who has been in um, different kinds of abusive relationships, whether it was with a partner or a friend or um Uh, a family member or parent often will take on the blame of that. Um, I have been personally really, that has been a a big thing for my, my own kind of understanding is, is um, uh, forgiving myself for putting up with the pain and, and the uh, abuse and the disrespect because I didn't know what else to do particularly when I was young and a child, like I can, I'm almost mad at times, you know, you should, you should have spoken up or you should have, um, not put up with that or, or, or uh, not been manipulated. But I mean, that really, that's that's utterly ridiculous. And that's using 2020 hindsight vision. And you were doing the best you were you could, I was doing the best I could in any of the moments that I'm kind of giving myself a hard time for. And so it's this conscious idea of just forgiving that younger self of yours, you know, and if you really want to get complicated, you can even forgive your future self. <laughs> that That's a cool one. Because I guarantee you, you will make further mistakes. <laughs> And um, you will need forgiveness for them too. And when I'm really like deep into the forgiveness kind of mode and forgiveness has been a big theme, it's it's fascinating how the universe presents things to you. Every show I've watched, every um, uh, video people have sent me, everything has been about forgiveness this week. And But, um, you know, it's it's really this kind of uh, opportunity to, to create space and, and to let go and, and to change that story and to stop carrying around like that bag of rocks that might not even be yours, you know. And uh, I certainly had some, some kinds of levels of shame around things that happened uh, when I was a child um, and even an in, in, in adult. Um, and, and I just thought that, you know, how people treated me said a lot about me. So I, I, I clearly brought it on in, in my head. And so like, as I've gotten closer and closer to the truth of like, no, that's not my fault. And, you know, no, these people, you know, are abusers and sometimes predators and sometimes um, have narcissistic personality disorders or borderline personality disorders um that the this is just a part of our our process it's a part of um kind of just claiming and being the, you know remember that podcast on the queenness be stepping into your queendom stepping into your queendom part of that is is letting go of the things that aren't yours and then when you let go, you you um, are, are feeding yourself that self-compassion like you would uh, another person, like the compassion that's easier to give. So let's dive into self-compassion. What is self-compassion? So I got it down to three kinds of main points. So self-compassion, first of all, it's self-kindness. So it's being warm and understanding of yourself. It's uh, uh, just kind of like using the nice positive language for yourself and, and, and just kind of treating yourself like you would your own best friend, you know, uh, realizing that you're going to have different cycles and different energy levels and different levels of passion and just kind of being that understanding um, of yourself and, and your needs. 
The next part is common humanity. Realizing the common humanity and realizing that all humans suffer and making mistakes is like just part of the shared human experience. And this is really good because it allows you to uh, stop the feelings of isolation that you might kind of want to go towards. It's like often we want to be alone in our pain or really our ego wants to be alone in our pain so we can just be kind of like whiny in our dark little corners and but the reality is and there's there's a beauty in 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 the realizing that there's nothing you're thinking or feeling that someone else hasn't thought or felt and 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 just to realize that you know it's when we share and connect um uh and zoom out that we can realize that it's just part of being human and um and and it's kind of like what a mother would do to a to um a child that's acting out and you just realize you know it's like okay that child's acting out because they're hungry or they're two or whatever you know it's not having the same kind of critique of unreasonableness towards yourself so self-kindness and a common humanity that's a part of self-compassion and then the other part is mindfulness to observe your thoughts and feelings from an open and receptive non-judgmental state without trying to suppress or deny them so that's a really good thing of like kind of like being the observer of yourself and the observer of your feelings and the observer of your thoughts. That's what meditation is really great for. It's like you are not your thoughts and feelings. You are the observer of your thoughts and feelings. So that allows for this dynamic of self-compassion, especially when it's teamed with, you know, the kindness with the kind words and the kind thoughts about yourself and the realizing the interconnectedness of us all and our common humanity and that we are all on this walk and we're all walking each other home and then the mindfulness to observe those thoughts and feelings from a non-judgmental state um and and not not telling yourself that you're supposed to feel differently right like you just feel what you feel and that's it stop passing judgment on uh, those feelings and as i say it to you i say it to myself as well because it is one of the things that i have to learn as well so what do you think what do you think you could do for yourself to practice more self-forgiveness self-acceptance and self-compassion what's something that you can do to encourage yourself to help yourself to let go and make room for the happy wonderful parts of your life that you have coming one of the best kinds of concepts that have helped me with all of this is kind of the umbrella concept of mothering the self and i said yes mothering Um, i have seen it in other places called uh, self-mothering um, and then other places, similar kinds of things can be called um, uh, self-nurturing. Uh, another concept would be filling up your own cup. Another concept would be putting on your own oxygen mask first. Like these are all kinds of the things, but I specifically wanted to use the words mothering the self because I think that there is a lot of power. There's a lot of power in the word mothering. It's a lot of power in kind of realizing that, well, <laughs> All of us, every single person enters adulthood with unmet emotional needs. Just everyone, like no matter what, how, what your situation was or what it, what it is, no matter what it was as a kid, uh, we all enter adulthood with an emo- emotional needs that were just unmet by, by other people. And, you know, I, I know different people will have different reactions to the word mother or mothering. I certainly know I did. Um, it's a positive uh, term for me now for various times, various things, including spirituality and, and just my own life experience now that the word mother and mothering is a positive. But um, uh, growing up, uh, it was a very complicated term. Um, the word mother immediately made me feel guilt or 
uh, that I wasn't good enough because <laughs> that's what my mother uh, was kind of uh, that was her pattern of, of behavior of, um, of, of, of us kids um, and so it kind of was this term that I had to kind of get my head around and, and, and my heart as well and open up to it and um, it was actually a huge term a huge thing for me when I was pregnant to kind of soften into um, being able to see mothering in a different way and I realized as I was raising Violet from infant to now toddler uh, you know just how I mother her is also how I have learned to mother myself and I'm actually better at mothering myself now having gone through it uh, with another person because when I see her freak out you know um, I, I, I don't get mad at her for her feelings and just try to calm and soothe her and that's like literally like so much of parenting to all the parents out there or anyone who's ever dealt with children so much of that so much of just like caring about children and particularly mothering is soothing you're just soothing for them caring for them loving nourishing and comforting so just imagine doing that for yourself you know we all know that we enter adulthood with unmet emotional needs and we all know that there's no one out there going to come along and meet all of your needs like we know that right so what how about imagining soothing caring for loving nourishing and comforting your comforting yourself and when we do this we we don't seek validation from others right this is the beautiful thing it's like when you can fill up when you know when you are able to soothe and emotionally regulate and comfort yourself you are able to walk through this world in a more confident uh more whole way than if you know you're constantly looking to other people for validation and love and worth which is just a system that sets up resentment um manipulation heartache pain which is you know is a recipe for a lot of unhealthy relationships unhealthy boundaries being disappointed um and all the things that kind of go along with that so i've also broken down uh the mothering the self into three kind of main categories um so or, or main steps i should say so first with the mothering the self what you need to do is and i'm going to say this and i'm just going to let it hang there for a second because it's really really important first part of mothering the self is recognize you are worthy of love recognize you are worthy of love how do you feel when you hear that because you are worthy of love you are so deserving of love no matter what you've done or haven't done every mistake every success every no matter what you are deserving of love and you deserve to give yourself that love even if you're not so sure right now how just opening up to that possibility opens your heart up to a future that wouldn't otherwise exist so step one to mothering the self to feeling whole to being validated within your own compact being step one recognize you are worthy of love step two perceive your own needs so finding out what you what you need and as a women as women this might be a little tricky um, because we are not necessarily taught <laughs> how to um, how to perceive our own needs we're not taught that our needs are important I've actually was told numerous times in my life that my needs were the opposite of important so I had to retrain myself and unlearn those other limiting the thoughts of others and often 
controlling thoughts of others so that I could um, start to see my own needs for what they are, which is, you know, just they are what they are. My needs, my uh, affirmation um, for today out of the self-love jar for the um, uh, the self-love jars the thing we got the first day of the the 28 day self-love program you can see some of our affirmations on strong women co instagram and facebook but mine mine today as of recording my affirmation was uh, it's okay to feel what i feel and like that's exactly what i needed today and it's 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 funny because we kind of like judge ourselves and criticize ourselves for our needs for what we feel and so retraining ourselves to actually listening is a key part of mothering the self. You can think about a mother with a newborn and figuring out what the cries mean. And most mothers will tell you, you know, like six months in, she's got a pretty good idea <laughs> of what that newborn, that infant's cry means. You know, of course, she has other data to go along with it, but so do you. So you can tune into your own self like that, perceiving your own needs. Like, what do you need? Do you need food? Do you need hugs? Do you need a nap? Do you need love? Do you need adventure? Do you need more passion? Do you need to let go of things? Like perceiving your own needs and the multifaceted uh, ways that you do from, you know, uh, just the body, um, uh, your body, mind, and spirit, like, and your heart, everything that goes along with it. One of the best ways to kind of learn how to perceive your own needs is through journaling. So you could just do a couple of, I have a couple of suggested journal prompts for you. This is part of, um, the couple of the worksheet two for week two uh, this week. So this is a journal prompt for you. If you want to learn how to perceive your own needs, I'll read it twice. So if you want to go get a pencil and paper, go press pause on the podcast. So um, to perceive your own needs, journaling is great. Here's your journal prompt. What do I need from myself? Question mark. What do I need from myself? And then write out that question, take a deep breath, and see what comes out. Give yourself five minutes to write whatever. No wrong answers. This is like your, your soul, your spirit's going to be like, oh my god, I don't even know. Like you might even be like almost overwhelmed at first because you haven't ever asked yourself what you need. <laughs> but all the more reason to do it. What do I need for myself? So write it out. Get it out of you. Give your voice, give your soul a voice. Listen to that soft soul voice. And the other one, besides so the first one is what do I need for myself when you're finished reading all that out what you need for yourself the second uh, and last journal prompt I'll suggest is what do I need from others and then just write that out what do I need from others and and then see what you need so personally I need I need support I need encouragement I need fun I need laughter I need deep conversations I need uh, to uh, feel like a good connection I need I need space you know like there's there's thinking about all the different things I need um, uh, from myself and from others and it's like super helpful just to kind of get clarity on that is perceiving your own needs what you need from yourself and others just to kind of get get uh, a better idea of um, exactly what you do need and what your needs are so that's number one recognize you're worthy of love number two perceive your own needs number three now this is the big one <laughs> meet your own needs wow <laughs> right it's, it's so funny like you just ask yourself what you need and then when you're when you when yourself when your spirit when your inner soft soul voice uh, tells you what you need believe you believe yourself 
often as women, we don't believe ourselves. We're, we don't, we're not believed in society and we're not even believed in our own heads. Believe yourself when you perceive your own needs and then meet your needs. Assure yourself that you will hear your own needs and all you have to do is ask and then you'll just conjure it up. And then when you start this perceiving your own needs and meeting your own needs, there's this beautiful building of trust with yourself that wouldn't have otherwise happened. So it's an extremely exciting time. And when dealing with all of this kind of perhaps new language around your needs, I do have a couple of affirmations to help you allow for your own needs. I'll just read them out. You can, why don't, I'll read it and then you repeat it to yourself. It's okay for me to have needs. It's okay for me to have needs. Everyone has needs and mine are just as important as other people's. Everyone has needs and mine are just as important as other people's. My needs do not require an explanation or a defense. Say it with me. My needs do not require an explanation or defense. Repeat after me. I am creating a life. I am creating a life for myself, for myself, where all my needs are met, where all my needs are met. And doesn't that feel magical? Can you imagine how differently your life could be and will be when you start to mother yourself, you start to nurture yourself, accept yourself for who you are, forgive yourself for anything that you think you need forgiving, and then let's not forget about self-compassion, that self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness that can bring us hope and peace and healing and light and love and happiness because you deserve it. You deserve it so, so much. Why not go get it for yourself? Woohoo! Did I mention that you have everything you will ever need already inside you? Did I, did I mention that? I may have forgotten to mention that in the uh, discussion part, but this is just a, you have everything you will ever, ever, ever need already inside you. So don't you even doubt it for a second. And now for the featured part, featured song of the show. One of my favorite parts, uh, as you know, if you are a regular listener, and if you are a regular listener, thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being awesome. If you're a new listener, welcome. Now, we always end this, every podcast um, with a featured song that I try to um, kind of get the ideas of the podcast to come together in, um, in a song. And this week's song is um, one that um, I've had to bend some rules to get into because uh, it was a song that I really, really wanted to share because I couldn't think of any other song that was about self-compassion, self-acceptance, and self-forgiveness uh, better than this song. So drum roll, please. What is this week's featured song? It is That I Would Be Good by Canadian songs, a songwriter and singer Alanis Morissette. It was first featured in her 98 album, Supposed Former Infatuation Junkie, uh, but uh, it was later released as a single uh, in 2000, in February 8th, 2000. So, geez, 19 years ago. The lyrics relate uh, to Alanis's intimate feelings about being judged, 
uh, her insecurity and self-doubt. And it's actually this, the cool part of the story of how she wrote this song was there's all these people in her house and she just needed to kind of get away. And she went into literally her closet with these candles and wrote the song. Um, I believe she may have had a ball, fell asleep, and then woke up and she couldn't believe she didn't burn the house down. <laughs> But this song had a big meaning for me. I mean, Alanis is probably, if I had to pick one um, album of uh, my child, of, of formative years, would be definitely Jagged Little Pill. Um, and then uh, uh, Alanis's subsequent work has definitely um, spoken to me. Um, as she went on her path, I went on a similar path. I, I implore you to listen to her other works. One of my favorite interviews of all time is when Oprah interviewed Alanis. She's an extremely spiritual person, too. Super, super cool. But this song in particular, I'm going to invite you to do a little different for this featured song. I mean, if you're, if you're driving or whatever, you know, you can just, just listen to it and just, just think about it. Just, just turn up the volume. And or if you're doing your work, you certainly can. But if you have a moment that you can just just sit down and listen to this song with your eyes closed and just really absorb every note, every word that goes into it. Um, I think that you would get a real a, a whole lot out of it. There is so much healing and perspective and I don't know acknowledgement in this song. You know that I would be good even if I did nothing. That I would be good even if I got a thumbs down, if I stayed sick, if I gained 10 pounds, if I went bankrupt, if I lost my hair in my youth, if I was no longer queen, if I wasn't all-knowing, you know, if, even when you numb yourself, even when you're overwhelmed, even when you're fuming, even when you're clingy slash needy, I should say needy. If anyone's ever told you you're needy, you are not needy. You have needs. <laughs> I just meant to include that. Um, and also say needy is a code word that um, uh, abusers uh, often use because uh, you are allowed to have needs. Um, but there's just so much beautiful vulnerability, exposure, and opportunity to heal in this song that I implore you to kind of just sit and listen to it. One of the most um, meaningful experiences I've had while listening to this song, I did in a workshop with um, uh, other people who were just trying to um, uh, let go of their past crap and, and to move forward and just kind of own, have responsibility of your own life. And part of the, that was self-healing. And this one exercise we did where we got paired up with total strangers and then had to stare at each other's eyes for the entirety of this song. And oh my God, like it's awkward for the first, like, I don't know, 10 seconds. And then you just start to see one another and I don't even remember who I did it with, but I remember the experience. Like I remember it was a woman and I remember we were bawling and um, I don't even know if we shared much words or that besides that, but we had this beautiful, intimate, vulnerable moment that um, it changed me and uh, it is, is a moment that is, is with me forever. Uh, so I always think about that when I listen to this song and um, to be witnessed and to, to realize that you will be good no matter what. You are good no matter what. You deserve love. You deserve compassion. You deserve comfort and soothing. And you deserve all the happiness that this world can conjure up with you. So without further ado, I will pass it over to the Queen Alanis. Bow down, bow down to Alanis. Let this song open up your heart. Uh, listen to all of the words. Alanis, 
Take it away. Fine.